This is not about me. This is about what this means for the future of healthcare, because this is happening at medical schools across our nation. If your students, if your medical students, your future doctors can no longer speak out and they can no longer critically think and they're being actively taught not to critically think, what kind of world is that going to look like? And it's not just happening in medical schools, it's happening in our colleges, it's happening in our law schools, it's happening uh, in our high schools, it's happening everywhere where there are young people are being indoctrinated and, and trained in Marxist communist tactics of silencing and just following one party line. This is the direct weaponization of our regulatory agencies against anyone who speaks out against this. And this, this tells you how big it is. This is massive, massive. The persecution of good doctors who actually care about healthcare continues in our banana republic. Friends, that was Dr. Rennie Moon, and she paid a heavy price for daring to speak the truth in front of a Senate committee. This can only happen in a fallen republic that has become a banana republic. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report here. We're going to talk about persecuted healthcare professionals again today, friends. You know, my recent interview with Dr. James Thorpe was very revealing. As a persecuted doctor, he knows how painful it is to have your career ended for daring to speak the truth. Speaking truth to power is very dangerous these days, friends, especially if you're standing in the gap with humanity and against Big Pharma's corruption. Now, Dr. Thorpe recommended that I bring on this guest, Dr. Rennie Moon, to discuss her persecution after 25 years of being a pediatrician with a stellar record, an absolutely stellar record for her patients. She was fired from Kaiser Permanente in 2021 over COVID-19 vax mandates because she wouldn't play ball with officialdom. And then get this, do you guys remember Senator Ron Johnson's hearing with experts and medical professionals about COVID-19 vaccine efficacy and safety, which we know doesn't exist? Well, this woman, Dr. Rennie Moon, was there on her personal time and she dared to speak the truth at that meeting and she paid a very heavy price for doing so. Dr. Rennie Moon is here with us now. How are you, Doc? Good, how are you? Thank you for having me on. Well, I'm very glad to have you on, and I'm sorry that you're being persecuted because I know it's even worse than I've shared. Where would you like to begin? You know, I, I honestly would just start with how serious this is for the American public. You know, we, we are in a situation where your doctor is being silenced and really can no longer speak out about the clear and obvious dangers of a medical product without risking their entire career. And that should, that should tell everybody how serious this is, how captured we are by all of this. You know, if big pharma and the regulatory agencies can dictate what your doctor can and can't say, it's over. You know, there's, there's no checks and balances in the system any longer. There's, there's no ability to get dangerous products off the market in this kind of a scenario. So I, I, I would honestly just start at the very beginning and be very blunt about what's happening uh, because that's where we are in America today. Yeah. It's medical tyranny, right? And it's the type of tyranny that I don't think any of us could have predicted just a decade ago. They wargamed it with event 201 and then it rolled out in real time and they shut down everybody's businesses, and then they wanted to force vaccinate everybody. And is that essentially what they wanted to do to you at Kaiser Permanente? Were they going to force this experimental vaccine on you? 
Well, Kaiser Permanente wanted to see my vaccine papers. And I want to be really clear. I I have been very pro-traditional childhood vaccines for my whole career. You know, I was. I have questions now. I want to know what the data is and, and how long have they been lying to us, right? I mean, I think that's the obvious question that the American public is asking. How long has this corruption been going on? Does it affect other vaccines or does it not? And I think that's that's where we are. But they wanted to see my vaccine papers for an experimental product. You know, they call it a vaccine, but it's really a genetic, a synthetic genetic product that was being injected into our nation's population. They wanted to have me show my papers to say that, that I'd, I'd received this. And I said, no, I said, I'm not going to show you my papers. We we knew that this shot, it we knew at that time that it didn't stop transmission it didn't stop infection. So how in the world in that scenario does an employer ever have the right to tell you what your individual healthcare choice has to be, especially when there's a risk with it, right? And so my family had fled from a communist tyrannical system. I was so lucky. I was born in America to parents who had fled from a system like this, where they had to show their papers to go from village to village, where they had to have things injected while they were in, in school, that their school system would inject them with whatever the government decided to inject the kids with. And so I knew that this kind of a system was not something that we had in America. And I just said, no, I'm not going to do it. So I actually just refused to show my vaccine papers to my employer. I didn't tell them yes. I didn't tell them no to whether I've had the shot or not. I said, it's none of your business. And um, yeah, they they uh, put me on unpaid administrative leave and then terminated my employment. Now, Again, to be crystal clear, I have a clean record of patient care. I've never had a lawsuit against me in 25 years of practice. I've never had any actions against any medical license. This was me just saying, no, I'm not going to uh, subject myself or my patients to this kind of tyranny. And um, yeah, that's what happened. So, Well, let me ask you this, because I really don't understand how these institutions are squaring this with HIPAA laws. Can you explain that to me? How do you not have a monumental lawsuit against Kaiser Permanente for dismissing you because you wouldn't agree to take the vaccine or show them that you took the vaccine, an experimental biological vaccine, which is now killing people all over the world? How do they square that with HIPAA laws? You know, I honestly can't speak for them because and I actually do need to give you my disclaimer today, which is that all of my words spoken on the show today are my these are my own thoughts, my own experiences. I'm not speaking on behalf of any employer, past or present, right? But I don't know. There, we have broken so many ethical, foundational values in the last few years of COVID that it's just unimaginable that we are here today. I mean, we we no longer have informed consent discussions uh, that are true informed consent discussions with our patients. You can't have an informed dis- a consent discussion with someone if that person is being forced or bullied or you know, coerced into doing something. And so we've lost so much, so many ethical values during this whole thing. And and the whole HIPAA thing is is just part of it, right? Um, regarding potential future litigation, I can't actually get into to details of that because of course there'll be future potential litigation against many of these entities. Uh, we can't stand by and watch this happen. This, this is not something that is just happening to one pediatrician in one place. This is happening to multiple physicians we're all experienced, you know, people who have strong track records of patient care prior to this. And we are not going to stand for this. You know, we're doing this for the American people, too. We're doing it for all of you, for your freedom. You know, so we're not going to stand for this. So, yeah, so there's more coming. 
Yeah. All right, good. Well, we salute you and we salute people like Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, who's had her medical license suspended for daring to speak the truth about this bioweapon. Dr. James Thorpe, as I mentioned, he was fired from, I believe it was St. Mary's. I'm going off of memory here, but he was fired yeah. after two decades or more of being one of the top docs in the institution. And you know what they fired him for? For daring to warn his pregnant patients about the possible side effects and possible dangers of the experimental biological weapon known as the COVID-19 yeah. vaccine. Don't you find yeah. that amazing? Because you know what? These patients aren't going to get informed consent any other way than if the doctor warns them. So how in the world can you get fired for telling the truth to your pregnant patients about this thing? Well, you can in our new tyrannical world. And that's why we have to say no. This is this is just so outrageous that we have to say no. Your doctor cannot have an informed consent discussion with you at all if they are being silenced and threatened like this with job loss, period. And so that has to stop. We, we can't imagine what this world is going to continue to look like if your doctor can't say anything to you. Can you imagine that? They're, they're basically in, in many situations asking your doctor to lie to the American public about what they know about these shots. And that's that's not going to happen with many of us, right? We're, we're holding our ground. We're standing up to this and we're saying no. Um, but we have to stop this. The American public has to say no to this and stop this. It, it doesn't end well if this continues, right? Well, that's 100% right. And uh, there was a 16-year-old boy who died five days after receiving the Pfizer vaccine. And the boy's father was contacted by FEMA. And they yeah. offered to pay for his son's burial if he claimed that it was COVID that killed his son instead of the vaccine. So you're right. Yeah. This open bribery, and we know this is happening in all walks of life now, not just to those who have died and surviving family members, but to doctors. Doctors are being bought and paid for. In fact, let me play a clip for you. This is Matt Gates, and I want you to just hear the first 20 to 30 seconds of what he's saying here. A reasonable person watching this hearing might wonder why this is a field hearing being chaired by Congresswoman Green rather than a hearing held by the House or the Senate with one of our standing committees. And I believe that reason is because far too many members of those committees obtain those committee seats because they are bought and paid for by Big Pharma. All right. Full stop. Bought and paid for by Big Pharma. Now, here's what's interesting. You had the courage and the decency and the integrity to show up I guess you must have been invited there by Senator Ron Johnson. You can clarify for us how you came to be there. But uh... I was. I was invited by Senator Johnson as a. I'd been a concerned pediatrician who had been speaking out. It's my obligation to speak out when I have concerns about the dangers of a product. So I went to speak at a at a Senate hearing on Capitol Hill, right? Yes, and here's what's interesting: Washington State. As a result of you doing that, Washington State has launched an investigation accusing you, Dr. Moon, of unprofessional conduct for merely speaking at a U.S. Senate hearing. I mean, are you kidding me? Are we living in communist China? I mean, we're very close to living in communist China. I guess if Big Pharma has anything to say about it, we are living in communist China. It's actually a little bit worse than that. So they, they did launch an investigation because I spoke again on my personal time off as a concerned citizen and a concerned pediatrician, it's my obligation to speak on my personal time off. They did launch an investigation. They actually terminated my employment. I, I'm not going to use the word fired because they what they did was they didn't renew my annual faculty contract at the end of June. 
effectively terminating my employment with them, right? So they terminated me that way by not renewing my contract. But they specifically referenced the reason they they said they said in a memo in March, they specifically referenced the event, the Senator Johnson event, and said that not only had I appeared there against their permission and they didn't like that, but that I had spoken potentially spoken misinformation and that I may no longer be suited to teach their medical students as a result. That's what the memo says. And then a few months later, they they didn't renew my annual faculty contract. Now, I want to be clear. I, I do follow the evidence. The evidence is right in front of us. The people who have been harmed by this shot are right in front of us. The families, sadly, that have been left behind for those who have passed away, died from this shot, are right in front of us. You, you mentioned the 16-year-old who passed away from the shot. Uh, he passed away five days, I believe, after the shot was given to him of autopsy-proven myocarditis. That that young man had a name. His name was Ernesto Ramirez. His dad has become a friend of mine. And there are many, many other cases like his out there. It is a tragedy that we have fatalities. We have deaths from the shot in some of these unlucky young people. And the American public has been asked to be silent. Your physicians are being silenced. It is, it's outrageous. It's beyond outrageous. Yeah. No, it's crimes against humanity. And uh, I'm glad that you recalled his name, Ernesto Ramirez. That was the boy's name. Was it Ernesto? Because I've, I've heard the, the interviews yeah, with the his father, is- his heartbroken father lost his yeah. best friend in the world, his 16 year old son, because he actually believed he was doing something good and beneficial for his son because of the gaslighting and the propaganda on television because everybody from the CDC to the FDA said, go out and get this immediately. It's safe and effective. And it killed his son. It is. There is an autopsy that shows that his son died of myocarditis. He had no symptoms and he died five days later, I believe on the, on the basketball court uh, while he, when he went out to play basketball and exerted himself, which is just a classic, you know, time when people with myocarditis can pass away. They, They pass away suddenly and abruptly from a heart issue. Uh, related to the inflammation. And there have been so many other fatalities. This is his, his sadly was not the only one. So for us as pediatricians to have been told that we needed to say the word safe and effective. And if we didn't do that, if we actually used our brains and our critical thinking skills, and we spoke out about what we were clearly seeing in front of us, which were direct harms being caused by this shot to young people that we would be fired. This is just beyond outrageous. And it tells you how corrupt this entire system is. This entire system is so corrupt that this corruption is is coming down into, into actual fatalities against our own children and damage to the hearts of our own nation's children. And yet nothing is happening, right? We're not, we're not hearing the outcry from the American public that we need to be hearing. This is, this is outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it incredibly outrageous to the point of being outraged that now they have NFL superstars like Travis Kelsey, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, making Pfizer commercials about you can get two things at once. It's safe and effective. Get the flu shot and the new COVID-19 booster from Pfizer at the same visit. I do want to I do want to add also with regard to the medical school. So I'm not this is this is one medical school that came after me for speaking on my personal time off. But this is not about me. This is not about me. This is about what this means for the future of healthcare, because this is happening at medical schools across our nation. If your students, if your medical students, your future doctors can no longer speak out 
and they can no longer critically think and they're being actively taught not to critically think. What kind of world is that going to look like? It, it's a horror. It is absolutely horrific. Now, so the, the message that my, my termination sends to other faculty and to other medical students is very simple. I think we can all see it, right? The message it sends is you better be quiet. If you dare to critically think, if you dare to take your concerns to a Senate hearing and speak to, to U.S. senators about your concerns, your legitimate and valid concerns about what you're seeing in front of you, right or wrong, but I'm not wrong, <laughs> but but I have the right and the obligation to speak. We all do. All physicians do. All people do. If you can't even take that to your own Senate for a hearing, because your silence, the message back to the medical school and, and that they want to do is they want to silence all of us. They want to send this message of like, look, look what happened to her when she spoke out. You better be quiet. You better color in the lines. And if you don't do that, your whole career is going to end. Right. right. This is an intimidation tactic to silence us. And this has happened in history before. It happened to my very own parents under communism. They saw the same type of thing happening in the colleges in their uh, former uh, homeland of Czechoslovakia under communism. And it's not just happening in medical schools. It's happening in our colleges. It's happening in our law schools. It's happening uh, in our high schools. It's happening everywhere where there are young people are being indoctrinated and, and trained in Marxist communist tactics of silencing and just following one party line. We simply can't tolerate it. No, if we want to remain a free people, we can't tolerate yeah. it. And that's why we respect you for taking the steps that you've taken to speak out and to continue to speak out. Honestly, the tyranny is so all enveloping. And I think what we've hit on in this conversation is the classic definition of fascism, that big pharma has more power than the Senate. Big pharma yeah. can persecute you and end your career because you went to speak in the people's house about dangerous products. It's just insane, Rennie. It's absolutely mind-boggling. It's absolutely, I never in a million years thought that I would be here telling you what has happened to me because it's just that outrageous. But I'm going to actually add one more thing. I'm going to add one more layer to this. So after the medical school terminated my employment by not renewing my medical license, they actually reported me. They reported the fact that I'd spoken at the Senator Johnson event to the medical commission of Washington state, the one that regulates my medical license the one that regulates the absolutely clean medical license that I had after I practiced in Washington state for like 19 years of my 25 years in practice, no lawsuits against me, no actions against any medical license and certainly not my Washington medical license, but not against any. They actually reported me for having quote, possibly provided misinformation to the Senator Johnson hearing which I didn't. <laughs> it's, it's just unbelievable. I went there with anecdotal stories about what my concerns were, what I was seeing. And now the Washington Medical Commission is actually investigating my Washington State medical license because of this report from the medical school. So they've, they've weaponized, they've absolutely weaponized our regulatory agencies against us. These medical regulatory agencies, these medical boards are supposed to be there to keep terrible doctors from harming the public, right? Is a pediatrician who has concerns about the dangers of a product and goes to speak to a Senate hearing, is she a danger to her patients? Are you kidding me? This, is, this has become so outrageous. And to take it one step further, I actually had decided to leave the state after all those years of practicing there. 
I, I voluntarily relinquished my license earlier this year because I moved out of state. I wasn't going to practice medicine out in Washington state any longer. I hadn't physically moved, but I had, I had not planned to practice in Washington state any longer. So I had relinquished my very um, clean medical license. So they're actually investigating me right now for a medical license that isn't even active. I don't even have a medical license in that state any longer. And that's what they're investigating. This is the direct weaponization of our regulatory agencies against anyone who speaks out against this. And this, this tells you how big it is. This is massive, massive. Yeah. yeah. It is a massive conspiracy and that's yeah. not a conspiracy theory. This is a massive yeah. conspiracy, which includes the world economic forum, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, the CDC, the World Health Organization, and the FDA, which brings me back to the slide I showed when you were speaking. Can you help me square this slide? It was pulled from an FDA deck in October of 2020 from an FDA presentation and listed are the known side effects. The draft working list of possible adverse event outcomes, subject to change, of the COVID-19 vaccine. This is part yeah. of the safety and effectiveness deck. And this slide was pulled. Thank God somebody grabbed this slide because it was then cleansed from that presentation. But the list of side effects includes everything from myocarditis and pericarditis to death. So yeah. how do you square this? I mean, how does the Washington State investigation team square this? How does Kaiser Permanente square this slide? Can you please explain that to me? I can't because they've absolutely gone insane, right? I mean, this is this is where we are. So I, when I went to, you can all look up what I said at the Senate hearing, at the J Senator Johnson hearing. I actually said nothing that was even, honestly, that important probably in terms of what was known at the time. I said there is a clear increase in myocarditis. Those of us who are experienced clinicians can tell you that we're hearing about more cases of myocarditis than we should be because we know what normal is. We know that we hardly ever see this. It's, it's a once or twice in an entire career diagnosis. And now we're hearing about it in other places. The fatalities from this are, you know, the minute, the minute a product like this was, was released into a, a population and was found to be potentially fatal, it should have been pulled from the market. Like it should have been pulled. It can kill you. And especially if you're a young person who already had a 99.9997% chance of surviving COVID just fine, why would you give the risk of death to somebody by giving them this? Why would you give them the risk of, of inflaming their heart and causing unknown long-term heart problems for them or short-term problems? Why would you ever give them a product that is clearly more risk than benefit? How, how, is there any benefit at all? to this in a, in a child who has a 0.0027% fatality rate from the illness itself. You know, this is stuff that all should have been discussed in a, in a sit down, level headed, rational way. And instead they're coming after anybody who dares to speak the truth. You know, it's, it's insane. This is insanity and we're looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a satanic inverted world at this point, you know, and the more folks I speak with, be they doctors, attorneys, authors, the more folks I speak with about these topics, the more and more we all seem to be in agreement about that fact. There's a spiritual component to this thing, 
which I think is serving to wake up a lot of people because it's so evil. There is a component to this conspiracy that is so evil that it is helping to wake people up. Unfortunately, it's costing good people like you and Dr. James Thorpe and Dr. Tenpenny and so many others their careers because yeah. they are standing in the gap and you guys are standing with humanity. I want to play a clip for you and I just want your reaction to this. Yeah. So evidently, Albert Bourla tweeted this out. I'm not sure exactly what the anniversary date was. Perhaps it was November 13th. Three years ago today, we were able to share that our COVID-19 vaccine was highly effective, dot, dot, dot. I would add highly effective in killing people. I want you to listen to this. Albert Bourla at this little board meeting where they all celebrate this bioweapon. This is from Kim.com, guys. We have a successful vaccine. <laughs> The efficacy was more than 90%. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So now we have Pfizer's own documents that they wanted to bury for 75 years that proves all of this was a lie. Everything is propaganda. And they knew that this thing was neither safe nor effective. Do you think I have that right? Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't really know the context of that clip. And I, I can't probably comment on the video clip. But but clearly, it is outrageous to think that we we were told that we had to say safe and effective. And if we didn't, if we questioned it, if we we spoke about the obvious harms that we were seeing right in front of us, that we were going to lose our careers. I mean, this is just so outrageous. And what they knew when they knew it, that's for other people to figure out. I, I'm sure you've done your due diligence and, and looked into that. I, I I haven't looked into the details of exactly what they knew when. I just know that what I see in front of me right now is wrong. And they are literally coming after the they're literally coming after the lives and the hearts of some of our nation's children with this product. Children who never needed to receive any any product like this ever because they had such a high survival rate from COVID. I mean, you know, to think five years ago, if I had said to a family, you know, we're going to give your child a shot that has a chance of killing them or harming their heart or hurting them for, for an illness that they have a 99.997% chance of surviving just fine. They would have looked at me like I was crazy because it's a crazy idea that we can't have this conversation, right? And that we would do something like this. And yet here we are in this nation. We have other countries that have shut this down, this product down for their young people. And by young people, some of these countries have defined anyone under 50 because they're like, clearly the risks outweigh the benefits. And in America, we can't even speak about it without losing our careers. It's just unbelievable that we're here. Yeah, it's yeah. pure madness. Well, all right. I know you didn't want to comment on that particular clip, but I will. And I'll quote Kim.com who says, yeah. Arrest the criminals at Pfizer. And I couldn't more wholeheartedly agree with that. By the way, I think Albert Borla, the CEO, he should burn in hell for his crimes against humanity. I really believe that. Unless he begs for forgiveness on his hands and knees from God himself, this man needs to burn for his crimes because he has the blood of millions of people on his hands. And let me just say one last thing. Anecdotally speaking, we had a family friend who passed away while he slept about five nights ago. He went to bed with no expectation of dying that night, and he passed away in his sleep. This was a man who was ready to welcome his grandchildren into the world. He built his dream house and equipped it so that he would be surrounded by family, and he died while he slept. We're going to the funeral tomorrow as we're having this conversation. Do you have any anecdotal stories you can share? What were you seeing at your practice, or did they fire you before you really had a chance to see any ill effects of the bioweapon? 
You know, it's, it's interesting. People ask me that question. And here's here's the deal. I actually never ordered this shot for a child. The, the data was really clear from the get-go. I'm like, what is wrong with this product? Why are they letting this out there? I watched every one of those FDA hearings. So I personally never gave this to a child uh, in my practice. But And I, I did leave practice because of the mandate issue. I was I, My job was terminated because I stood up to the mandate. So what I have been seeing has been as I've been working around the country and just different locations. And I like, for example, just, just a week ago, I was taking a history from a young mom who was telling me that her nephew was diagnosed with myocarditis a week after he received this fire. I think he said it was a Pfizer shot oh, or she said it was the Pfizer shot. You know, I, I went to lunch with a friend who I hadn't seen in like 20 years who lived out of town and her 20 something year old, son who I knew when he was a, a baby what isn't was in the military and after his second dose of the mRNA shot he developed myocarditis he developed chest pain palpitations was diagnosed with myocarditis was within a month or two of his diagnosis actually medically discharged from our military because of ongoing issues with his heart and here a year later still has problems with his heart still is on disability with, with heart issues, you know, those are the kind of examples that I've been seeing. I know how rare myocarditis used to be. They're trying to normalize it. They're trying to make it seem like, oh, it, it just happens. No, it doesn't just happen. I, I'm a highly experienced pediatrician who worked in a hospital setting for most of my career and who took care of really critically ill kids, you know, very ill children in that time period. And I can count on one, I can maybe one or two cases of myocarditis that I heard about or saw prior to this, to the rollout of these shots. It clearly has been an increase. Like we can see it. And so for me to speak about that is, is the right thing to do. And so, you know, sadly now when there is a sudden death and, and they're trying to normalize that too, they're trying to normalize heart attacks in kids kids and sudden deaths in kids. We never used to see that. We never had an eight-year-old that just dropped dead. We never saw a 12-year-old who, who died suddenly for no reason. We didn't see these athletes dropping to this extent on our track fields and our, you know, I've spoken with paramedics that have worked for decades in the field. And they all tell me very clearly, they say that when these products rolled out, they began to get an increased number of 911 calls to middle schools and high school track fields. And they would they learned really quickly to ask the, the patient sitting there when their most recent booster shot was of this product, because invariably the kids always told them, oh yeah, like a week or two ago. And they'd be sitting on the track field, holding their chest and complaining of palpitations. Every one of these cases of died suddenly, especially in younger people, has to be investigated as being a possible fatality from this shot. The, the data is clear. We have the data and there's a, literally an avalanche of data screaming at us saying, do not give this to people. It's dangerous for some people. So all of these sudden deaths have to be investigated in the context of did the, did the person have the shot? Did they have these booster shots? Did they have the mRNA shots? And we need to get this thing pulled off the market in the meantime. It needs to be gone from the market. It's 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 lethal for some people. Yeah, it's an abomination. And uh, yeah. we can wrap this up. But I just uh, sometimes I get myocarditis and pericarditis mixed up. I think myocarditis. Look, these are not mild side effects. These are very serious injuries. And my understanding is, I think in the case of myocarditis, the um, 
expectation for death for at least half the people that get myocarditis is five years. Their lifespan is five years or less. Is that correct? It's very serious. Yeah, we don't we don't know what the myocarditis from these shots will be in terms of it's, the long term studies are not there, right? We don't have long term data, but myocarditis means inflammation of your heart muscle. Pericarditis means inflammation of the sac surrounding your heart, so the lining of the heart, like the outside sac, and they often go together. You often get myopericarditis, so they're all you everything's inflamed, right? So the trouble with having an inflamed heart is, is that that can lead to permanent scarring and permanent damage. And as we all know, you know, your heart relies on electrical activity to make it pump, right? So if you have scarring in your heart muscle and the electricity doesn't move through your heart the way it's supposed to, you can, you can pass away from a heart arrhythmia. You can pass away from, you know, your, your heart rhythm being wrong all of a sudden in your heart, not pumping correctly. Yeah. These are all really scary things. And when you think these are, you know, many of these are young children who have their whole life ahead of them. They have a whole lifetime. What kind of damage has been done to some of these kids? We need to stop these because there's no benefit to them from these shots. What, where's the benefit? No one's shown us that. And when you have the potential of causing severe and serious harm, like deaths and permanent heart damage, we need to know, the American people need to know, what's the extent of this? How, how? What does this mean for my child who had these shots? There's many people out there who trusted these agencies and who gave these shots to their children. They have every right to be asking the question, what does this mean for my child moving forward? There's some really scary studies out there from, from really reputable countries like Switzerland and Norway and places telling us that, whoa, we better be very careful with these. There's something really not right with these. And instead, we're being silenced. So, um, so I think that that the explanation I would have for myocarditis is simply no one, no one wants to have heart muscle inflammation be a side effect of these shots. And if it is, the American public deserves to understand what the risks are. Is it what's the number? Is it one in how many end up with permanent damage to their hearts? We don't have that data right now. Yeah. Well, it's just a horror show, and uh, I want to yeah. pay it forward by showing your website here, We the People Health and Wellness Center. Our team, well, Dr. Renata Moon is a member of that team, as is Dr. Michelle Scott, and so many other doctors who actually care about their patients. Now, there's a novel idea, Doc. Doctors yeah. who actually care about their patients. I think it's an idea whose time has come. Yeah, I, I've had people ask me, they've said, well, what's this medical freedom clinic? How is that different than what's... And I actually, honestly, the answer is, it's not any different than what I've done in medicine my whole career, that what all of us did in medicine for our whole career. We just, we just, patients get to have decisions and discussions with their physicians where their best interest is at stake. No conflicts of interest, no insurance company telling the physicians what to do because we don't use the insurance companies. You know, no employer breathing down my neck telling me I have to tell you something. It's just me giving you my honest um my honest recommendations for your particular situation and you get to make your decision just like the way we've always done it in medicine. It's, it's the world has gone mad around us, but we don't have to succumb to that. We can just stay level-headed and, and do things the right way and, and follow ethical principles. So there are many of these types of clinics popping up around the nation. They're called direct primary care DPC models of care and we're very proud. Um, I'm very proud to be affiliated with We the People Clinic in uh, Venice, Florida. 
Well, let me ask you one last question. Again, I'll show the website. And uh, I've turned people on to the wellness company where Dr. James Thorpe is one of the doctors there. But uh, this is also a great option for folks. We, the People Health and Wellness Center in Venice, Florida. Now, do you have to live in or near Venice to take advantage of the services? Or is there some way that folks could participate via Zoom if they had questions for a doctor? Tell us about it. Yeah, we're just getting to the point where we're, we're rolling out the uh, the telehealth part of things, but um, most of our patients do come from within a couple hours of uh, Venice. So I, I have patients that are driving over an hour to come to come see me, and um, you know I'm, I'm sad they have to do that. I think that they should have medical freedom in any clinic, but that's that's sadly not what's happening right now in America. So. So we do have patients that come from a ways away. We we intend to work with them as best we can uh, using telehealth moving into the future. But we we want to provide the absolute best health care that we can. And um, there's some things that we just can't do with kids other than in person. Right. So but yeah. but many things that we can over telehealth. So. Well, we applaud you for your efforts. We applaud you for your courage and we applaud you and thank you, actually, for being filled enough with integrity that you dare to speak the truth, even when you know it's dangerous, right? And uh, Orwell predicted this, telling truth in a time of universal deceit is a revolutionary act. And for that, we really do applaud you. Dr. Rennie Moon, thank you so much. God bless you. And please do keep in touch. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to be on. I, I want to add just one last final conclusion, which is that my family, my parents fled from their tyrannical government to come to America for freedom. And I love this country. We we all love this country. Those of you listening, I know you love it too. We have nowhere to flee to. We have to fix this situation. This has to get better because this is for our children and our grandchildren. No, that's 100% right. And I say it time and time and time again. Either we fight now when we stand our ground for our progeny and for generations to come, or we will all live as serfs in perpetuity. And that's what Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization and the United Nations want. So the wake-up call is at your doorsteps, friend. The war has been brought to your doorstep, dear listener. It's at your doorstep. What are you going to do about it? All right, our guest has been Dr. Rennie Moon. Thank you, Doc. We appreciate you. Thank you. All right, and friends, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll remind you guys every single day for free, check us out for free to get the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of that gaslighting from CNN, MSNBC, and The Washington Post. Check us out for free at sgtreport.com. It's the antidote to corporate propaganda. God bless you and yours, friends. Bye-bye. Then, once the infrastructure was deployed, then they graphenated the population through creating a fake pandemic, making people shelter in place for better tracking and tracing abilities, and injected most of the world's population with graphene. They needed the graphene injected, big difference from the bioaccumulation, had to be injected into people's bodies for the amplification of the signals. And the new system with the graphenated population is now ready for the deployment of 15-minute smart cities as a means to control the world's population.